man, we're back. We're back. We're. This is a one-man operation. I'm back, right? I'm back. You know? Just me. One man. The, the, the guests aren't even real. I'm doing the voices of the guests, you guys. That's right. I'm multi-talented here. I hope everyone had a fantastic uh, Christmas and New Year's Eve, and now we're in the new year. We've been three weeks off for the pod. Uh, I hope everyone's trying to stay healthy right now. Um, Omicron's out there, right? It's it's going to come and get you. That's what the news says. It's all going to come and get you. Fake news, you guys. Science doesn't exist, you know? Taking it. This is, this is my New Year's resolution to not believe in science. <laughs> Oh, it's scary. I had a COVID scare a few weeks ago, like a week before Christmas. I was at a party with a bunch of comedians. There was like 50 of us, and a couple of them came down with the old COVID. And uh, so I went and got my first ever COVID test. I took two of them in three days, tested negative both times, got pretty lucky. Had some friends that got it. They're doing fine. They're doing okay. Just mild symptoms. That's what the Omicron is. The mild symptoms for the most part, especially if you're vaccinated, you know, but just want to live the life this year. You know, we're done. We're done. You know, if if it's anything like South Africa, they should start teetering pretty soon here and uh, we should be back in business hopefully uh, soon. It's never going to fully go away, but hopefully we can, uh, we can, I'm just done. I'm done. You know? God, we gotta be. We gotta take some precautions if we can, but we don't. You know, let's not spit in each other's mouths, but let's enjoy our lives. You know, let's do that. Can we do that? All right. Thank you for listening and being back with me. I'm not gonna keep it, uh, even though it's been three weeks. I'm not gonna talk too much up front because we got Jack Reeves on the show, and if you don't know who Jack Reeves is, well, you will. I think right. Jack Reeves is a very funny, newer comedian from uh, the Michigan, Detroit area, Rochester Hills to be specific. Very funny guy. Saw him a couple times at the Blind Pig, and both times he murdered. And uh, I was just like, I want to talk to this person. This this person is the real deal. And uh, he came over. We had a great conversation. Jack is very Jack is very shy at first. He seemed very shy. He seems very shy when he's around a bunch of people, which I understand. I also I can get that totally. Uh, but when he came over here, I was pleasantly surprised because he he was the exact opposite. He, we we talked like we'd been friends for uh, a while, and then he he took me out to lunch. So he set the bar high for future guests. You hear that? Yeah. You want to come on this podcast? You buy me lunch. <laughs> I had a great time with Jack. I, I think you'll you'll enjoy him. Um, he's a great joke writer, fantastic joke writer. And with time, he's only going to get better as far as stage presence and all that other stuff goes. But man, what a writer! What a writer this kid is, huh? This kid. I got I got too much energy. It's one in the morning. What am I doing, guys? Please welcome my friend, the very very funny and future famous Jack Reeves. going dude yeah thank you for coming out here man i appreciate it thank you for having me yeah dude the first couple times i saw you i was just like and i was telling other comics have you seen jack reeves and they were like yeah he's really funny and it's just nice to see how long you been doing it for uh well i started in september of 2018 i went to grand valley and there was a club on our campus okay so do you know like jeremy lippett Name sounds familiar. So he he was also in the club. He's like around Metro Detroit. I haven't seen him in a little while, but mm-hmm. like he went, he, I don't know if he started the Grand Valley Club or he he was in it before I was in it, but it's a cool, uh, I don't know. It was just a cool club. We did a show like once a month. Yeah. So like my sophomore year of college, I was like, I'll join it and see what it's about. And then like the very, f- they did like a meeting, like they do a meeting the night before 
everybody kind of pitches jokes, bounces ideas, gives ideas to people. Uh-huh. And then they were, I went to the meeting and they were like, you're going to do three minutes tomorrow. I was like, I don't have any jokes. <laughs> yeah. So I just like wrote a bunch of stuff and, uh, I like practiced it all day. Like I skipped a couple classes yeah. to like practice. Cause I was like, I want it to be perfect. So like, uh, at Grand Valley, they have like ravines mm-hmm. and I went in the ravines and like, was just walking around reciting this story about, when my dad left me and my sister in like a Marshalls <laughs> and yeah. then the night that the show was, I felt like I was like, I freaked out and I was like, this feels too rehearsed. Mm-hmm. So then I just scrapped it and I just did a joke about how Asian girls don't sneeze loudly. <laughs> wow. And I just bombed the whole time. And then and that was well, that. you were but, like the opposite. That's so funny. Yeah. But it was fun. And, um, did you get like anything, a little bit of receptive from there? Yeah, I got like some stuff and like I, I liked, you know, going up there and it was like fun. So then every month we would do it. And then like my friend, I told my friends about it and then they would come. And then like I was in a fraternity. So then like once, you know, they kind of caught wind that I was doing it, like they all liked me. They were friendly with mm-hmm. me. So then they were like, we'll come. So then it was like 40 or 50 dudes coming to just laugh at. That's like, funny. And you know, they were going to laugh at anything I said. So yeah, yeah. That's the, that's always the weird thing when you start early and you bring people to shows, it's hard to gauge, you know, because yeah. you, your friends are going to laugh. And if they're not, they're the worst friends ever. I don't know why <laughs> you brought them, but uh, so it's always, you always have to wait till like that third or fourth. Cause when you first start comedy, it's so funny. Cause people are excited that you're doing it. And then six months in people are like, you're still doing it. Why are you still doing it? Yeah. So like they don't come anymore. They think it's like a hobby. And then you start taking the hobby seriously. And now you want to make it a career. And they're like, get the, what are you doing with your life? That's how they, that's how they look at yeah. it. You know? And like, so then like those shows would happen. They would all come to those. And then I started doing like the open mics around Grand Rapids. And that's where I got like the real taste of like, oh, none of these people know me. And I was just like, you know, bombing and feeling really awkward yeah. about it. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just really liked it. And then, uh, during the pandemic, I moved back home. So then I started hitting more mics like around Detroit area. I'm from mm-hmm. Rochester Hills. So, yeah, that's a bit of a let's push it just a little bit closer to you. There you go. Yeah, it, that's a little, that's a, I was about to say, that's a bit of a drive. It's way out there on the east side. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, it's not too bad. Not it's too funny because I was talking to like Dan Grinnell about like, okay. I was like, yeah, man, like parts and labor, it's just kind of a hike down to Melvindale. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I'm coming from like Saginaw area or like Port Huron area. And I'm like, Oh, all right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No, yeah. It is. I think even when Wes started, he lived in Port Huron. So like, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a drive, but I think, uh, I think Dan's married and has kids. So I think that's a good, you could, you'll, I'll be, I'll drive an hour to get away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's weird when you first drive a Rocha. Is there any mics out there? Is there any, like any type of, uh, I don't think there is, right? No, not really in Rochester. Yeah. Or I'm trying to think of what, like, maybe the closest one would be. I guess, like, that, uh, Kava. Oh, the Cl- in Clawson. Yeah. Which is that's probably uh, the closest one. Yeah. I do. I now you do you plan on staying? You've only been in it for like a couple of years, but do you plan on staying here? Are you going to move or? I don't know. I, I want to stay here. Like, yes. Uh, yes. If, if there's like, I don't know. Everybody always, growing. Well, everybody always talks about like, going to new york or <clears throat> yeah or like la or wherever it is and i think it'd be cool to move to a city sure but i don't know it depends on like uh i got a nice job at like an automotive company around here if you can yeah, believe dude. that yeah and I know, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> i've i'm kind of like half remote half in person mm-hmm. so like i don't know if i can somehow get it to be all remote then maybe i'll move to a, a city i but, forgot i forgot who i had on here but they brought up like a good point of, I think it was Trevor Tress where <clears throat> I was talking to him and he was like, you know, most comics have day jobs. Of course the dream is to not have a day job. Right. But could you imagine just relying on comedy, like being a feature act? You're just like, I'm just relying on comedy to pay my bills. That'd be so fucking stressful. Yeah. To be like, I gotta be booked every weekend. If I want to pay my bills, it's nice to have a day job until you ultimately start headlining. Then that's where you can actually just quit your job. You know? Yeah. And like, I don't know, I, I kind of like my job. It's pretty like, it's just coding and it's like pretty independent and I don't like work with a ton of people. I just right. work in it. So right. I like it, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice having that like eight to five. Cause mm-hmm. then it's just like, Oh, I can still do comedy, go to the open mics cause everything's at night. Yep. 
I don't work in the winters. I'm off like November through February. What do you do? Seasonal. I fertilize lawns during the day. Nice. So um, I don't work in the winters and that's when comedy is usually booming, you know, because people are just, you know, summer people want to be outside, spring kind of the same deal. So I, that's why I, that's why I've been doing my job for as long as it's not that I, the job's fine, Mm -hmm. but like, it just, it goes, it pairs well with comedy. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like fertilizing lawns, has got to be a growing industry. (laughs) Jack Reeves, everybody. (laughs) It goes with comedy and the fact that I I work by myself. We're doing stand up. You're by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot of like, I like just being by my, I live alone. I like being by myself. It's my favorite thing. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why when we, you know, we just got, we talked about it a little bit before the mics went on, but like family, you know, I asked you how your Christmas was like, just, you know, I like seeing my family, but give me, you know, a few hours at a time. And then it's just hard to like, how old are you? 22. 22. Okay. You're Jesus Christ. I just turned 40 a few months ago <laughs> and I'm going to, and I'm going to say just turned, I know, right. <laughs> I'm going to say just turned 40 for the next five years. Nice. Um, but I just, I, I don't like, I love my family. They're great people. We get along. But their comprehension of me, though, besides maybe my stepbrother and sister-in-law, is at an all-time low. They just, it's just like, we don't, we, we don't have nothing in common. What are we going to talk about? You right. know? I have like a pretty big family. I was about to say, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. So I'm like one of four, or I'm one of five siblings. Okay. So like, I don't know, we don't, like, everybody's kind of doing their own thing. Everybody has their own families and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, my older three siblings are like 12 10 and eight years older than me. Mm, wow. So, a- th- well, they're technically half siblings, but we all have the same mom. Okay. Let's just break it all down. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So like, we don't like, we all, you know, maintain contact, you know, through the internet and whatever, but everybody's kind of doing their own thing. So it's not like too often that we're all together. Yeah. So it's nice to be like all together and like, you know, now you have a good job, but how does your family feel about you doing comedy? That's all. They're super like, supportive. My really? mom's like the mom that's like, I'm gonna, I want to come to everything, and then I'm like, Mom, I'm gonna get embarrassed because I don't want to have my mom there. Yeah, it is weird. But yeah, I don't know. It is funny because like, you know, my mom's always been like super supportive of everything, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you kind of have to. There's like an embarrassment that's associated with that, but it's like I don't want to be embarrassed of my mom. No, I'm. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think. I think, I think innately a lot of us are embarrassed by our moms, like in a <laughs> loving way. But like I used to run a show locally in, in Dearborn Heights where I went to high school and my family would come out every time I had that show, which would let, which was like every other month we did it. Mm-hmm. And they, every time, can you make sure I have a table? Can you make sure me and your aunts have a table? Right. All right. And, it, and they sat at the same table every time. And it's like, I'm not, I'm talking about them sometimes. So it is weird. And then. Again, I think it comes to a point to where they're just like, mom doesn't even ask me about comedy anymore. She doesn't even, she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She doesn't even ask. She, every once in a while, she might be like, do you have a show? Because she'll, she'll ask me to do something. Like She'll have plans who want me to do something for her. And she's like, do you have a show? And that's really the only time it ever comes up now. So Yeah, it's like, it's like, do you have something else planned that's going to inconvenience our plans? Yes, that's yeah. Your fun little hobby. Yeah. How are you wasting your time? Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so, it's, yeah, it's very, it's very strange. And like, that's why comedians are my favorite people because <clears throat> we're all in this together. We're all doing this one thing and we can all talk about it. We can all relate to the fact that most of us are fucked up in some way or another. Cause it's a strange thing to, to get on stage in front of a group of strangers. And mm-hmm. you know, you should, wa- <laughs> you should want uh, acceptance from people you love, not people you don't know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's a very strange thing, you know? Well, I feel weird too, because like, you know, like when my friends want to hang out and stuff, sometimes I'm like, ah, I got to do this, mm, this yeah. open mic. And then I always feel like, am I being like selfish by like not hanging out with them and trying to do the comedy thing? But I feel like maybe that's like, it's a, a sacrifice that you have to make. So. It's like you're segregating your friends in a way. You have comedian friends and then just your regular friends. And no, that is hard to be like, yeah, we'll hang out, I guess. And then, and then you hang out with a non-comedian friend. You got to, you got to be careful. You kind of got to be on your toes a little bit. Watch what you say. And yeah. And all my friends are pretty like supportive. Like they'll come to shows and like, mm-hmm. like I had a, a bunch of friends that go to like Michigan state. I had, I have a bunch of friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's uh, funny. Until no. this last open mic, I, ha- I had <clears throat> friends, uh, <laughs> but they, they would come to shows and stuff at yeah. like crunchies and like, they're always are like showing out. So I don't know. I, I really like that. Yeah. But I always feel like, am I like a, 
being annoying by being like, hey, I want to hang out, but uh, uh, there's an open mic involved. You sure. Know, the comedy's involved in some way. Mm, or, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to like, and you feel bad because they'll like even hit you up. When's your next show? And it's like, I want to hang out with you outside of a show. I know it doesn't seem like it, but and they, that's how they try to include themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I still think that's cool, but I always feel like even if we're just hanging out like, you know, at someone's house or whatever it may be, you know, like I always keep like a notepad in my phone of just like if funny stuff happens. Right. And I f- sometimes feel like if there's like something funny going on or we're riffing about something funny, sometimes it like kills the vibe if I like pull out my phone and then I'm like, <laughs> oh, I got to document this so I can <laughs> I can talk about it on like, yeah. in a funny way to make people laugh. <clears throat> That's so funny. Like I'm a professional. Sorry, guys. Uh, this is yeah, this I is a dream like, I have. And then you just start writing it down. And end up, it's not like genuine. It like ruins so the funny. naturalness of what the, the funny stuff is. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah, that is a weird thing that we definitely do where we just I was talking at, you know, Ashley Keenas. Uh, I think I've met her. She's probably been here as long as you pretty new. And we've become pretty close friends. And we were talking yesterday and we were just talking and then eventually it's like oh i have to write that down that's a that's a that's a bit or she has to she's like oh i have to write that down like she was talking about how uh <clears throat> one of her like people that she used to work with their wife passed away mm-hmm. and she got like this nice jacket from her boss's wife you know that passed away mm-hmm. and she's like well i she's like i love the jacket and i wear the jacket and I, i'm like well at least you love it because that that that's like my worst fear of someone like like my mom my mom, unless I tell her what gifts to buy at Christmas time, she's, a, I love her, but she's not a good gift giver. She's, she's always like, how come you're not wearing that? What would you do with that? How come that's not on your wall? And it's like, cause I don't want it. My worst fear is she gets me like, she likes to give me shirts with sayings on them, which I'm never going to wear in public. Like ever. I do my own stunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like the definition of something like sarcasm. And then there's like a definition. Noun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm only going to wear these at home. I'm not, ne- are they going to be like an undershirt for a hoodie? Like I'm never going to, you're never going to see me wearing this in public, you know? And my, one of my worst fears is that she gets me one of those. in like the day after she passes and I'm like, well now I have to show everyone that I'm wearing this at the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very underdressed, <laughs> but she got me this. Okay. This is actually my aunt got me this. It's not even got me this. I, there's a poem that's, you can't see from her. Thank God. And I put it, I put it behind the love seat, the couch, because I didn't want people to read it. And, uh, it's, it's a poem from when I was nine and my grandma passed away mm-hmm. and I wrote this poem about her. So they just gave this to me. They laminated, they put it in a frame to give to me. And I opened it up last week and I have my two aunts, my mom and a couple my cousin. And for, for being nine years old, the poem is okay. Right. It's, Only a couple misspelled words. Yeah, but I mean, like as far, as far as like a writing, writing wise, it's fine for a nine year old. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's long, it's too long. So uh, I didn't have an editor. I was nine. Does so, it have your name as the author on it? It just says, I don't know if it says Carl at the bottom. It just says 1999 years old, I think is what it says at the bottom. Yeah. Cause maybe you could like, <clears throat> you know, if you have guests over, you can just maybe pretend like that's like a really famous poem like oh you that could totally would, you know i could do that that would be pretty amazing but then it, after they read it they'd be like this person should not be famous <laughs> it's it because it's horrible it's not like my 40 year old brain reading a nine-year-old's words is twisted it's not like i so my my aunt god bless her soul i love her. i don't know why i said that she's alive i love her but um she was like read it out loud so I opened this play. She's read it out loud. I was oh, like, I, at the- I, yeah, at the they're in Christmas. I was like, I'm not doing that. She's like, read it out loud. <laughs> I was like, oh, f- fine. And I, it, first of all, it took me 10 minutes to read because it's too long. And it was, it's, it's not great. So it, I'm just embarrassed. Yeah. I just, I only laminated it and put it on the wall because I mean, it's, it's a nice gift, but I hope no one reads it. I hope no one reads it. It's yeah. uh it's embarrassing because I'm a, I'm a writer. That's what we are now. We're comics. So we write. That that's a terrible poem. <laughs> it's really bad. Well, did they give it to you because it was like a fun memory? Like, hey, it wasn't fun. Well, not it, obviously, yeah, but it was like a. It was you know, it, it's sweet. <laughs> it's like a sweet memory. My grandma passed. I wrote a poem about it. Well, I can't wait till I go and actually get a chance to read it, and uh, it's gonna be like a 
Dr. Seuss kind of thing. It's, really, it's like I, all these made up words that all <laughs> rhyme together. And I'm going to be like, wow, this. Well, that's the problem. They're just words that rhyme. There's like really no. It's like mad rhymed with sad. There's nothing great about it. Right. You know, it's it was it's the timing of it. If I just wrote that poem, not because it was like anybody's death or I just wrote that poem like oh, middle of the year, I'm nine. I'll write this. My family would have been like, oof, yikes. <laughs> yeah. You know, but because my grandma passed away, it's somewhat it's got sentimental value. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love my family, but they're just, uh, you know, I don't know. It's I kind of wish I had a brother and sister for that reason. A little more relatable, can kind of understand. We might stepbrother like correct. We like to crack jokes a lot and he gets my humor and I get his. But my mom just does that thing where uh, she's just like, uh, oh, Carl, she'll do that thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, Carl, you know, and she'll also be like, you got, I, you got my sense of, I got your sense of humor or she'll go, you got my sense, your sense of humor from me. And I'll be like, I, that's not true at all. Cause I have one. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a sense of humor. Like, yeah, she think yeah, she's, she won't, she's one of those people that she'll laugh at the things that drive, that drew, like and drive me nuts, you know, mm-hmm. like I'll stub my toe. She'll laugh. I'm like, that's funny to you. Yeah. That's the thing that I'm in pain right now. You think that's funny? <laughs> Can't wait to, I hope I write a poem about you in six months, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to wear that shirt. Yeah, I'm going to wear the, yeah, I'm going to wear that shirt. <laughs> and like, I feel like lucky because like all my siblings have like a really good sense of humor. Like everybody's really funny in my family. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I spent a lot of time with my older brother. He's got like little kids and mm-hmm. like when I moved home. So like when the pandemic hit, I was up at school at Grand Valley. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, I don't want to live in a frat house. And potentially- I was about to say, the fact you like, you are, you do not look like you're from a fraternity. That's what's funny to me as far as like, or just like you're a comedian. So it's maybe my, uh, my expectations from fraternities are way over. You know? Well, I wasn't like, I wasn't like a super involved person in the fraternity. Mm-hmm. Like I, I joined primarily cause like, a lot of my friends, like I went to college with a, a lot of my good high school friends Okay, and then they all joined like freshman year and then I, I didn't join. And then, you know, like sophomore year, we're trying to hang out and like, they're always at the parties and stuff. And I was yeah. like, I want to do that. So then I joined and like, I met a lot of cool people. Everybody was super cool, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't like super involved. And then, uh, I lived in the house. My, it was my junior year and like, I was nice. I had a room to myself and like, you know, they would put on the parties. It was cool. And then. When the pandemic hit, I was like, if this is the end of the world, I'm not dying in this room. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. going to die in this dirty ass frat house. Right, right. So then I just moved back in with my dad. And then um, I would go over to my brother's a lot because he just moved back to the Rochester Hills area. Mm-hmm. And like, it was just fun to like, I don't know, we got a lot closer. He lived up near Grand Rapids uh, when I was in college. So like, you know, we kind of. He's like 10 years older than me. So like we didn't have like a great relationship. You sure, know? sure. Uh, but like, I don't know. I felt like when I went to college and then with the pandemic, like I, we got a little, a lot closer. That's so great, man. Uh, yeah. And he's just absolutely hilarious. That's so awesome. Cool. And it's funny because like, I'll try to like pitch jokes to him all the time. Mm. And then it's funny because he's like got a really good barometer of what's funny and what okay, isn't. I like so that. like, I'll tell him a joke that like, did really good <clears throat> yeah. at a show and then he won't even laugh at it. And I'm like, is this not yeah, good? Like yes, I, I get in my that's head really so bad. funny. But he, he, a lot of them, he's just like, dude, I know you're like style. You're my brother. Like, I'm not going to laugh at everything you say. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's true. He's like, he's like a comedian. The fact he just goes, that's funny. That's what he yeah, said. That's what he yeah. says now. Oh my God. Yeah. Sometimes he'll come to the open mics and just stare at me. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, there's my brother. Thanks for coming, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy Dustin's kind of like that. We we talk. He lives in Chicago. I'm actually going to go see him for the first time, and I've seen him in like 20 years, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, and Chicago's only four hours away. I don't know why it's taking so long. But uh, he'll call me, and we'll just bounce. I'll just be talking to him. He won't even know that I'm doing like bits that I'm uh, that I'm trying to work on, and I'm just trying. And he'll and he's like my gauge. I just try to work it in a conversation. He's the only friend I do that with. Cause comics hate you when you do that shit. You have to let them know, Hey, this is a bit. What do you think? If you try to work it in, they'll call you out on that shit. Well, my family does the same thing. Cause we were trying to, I was talking about how I've been having these blood pressure issues. Yes. You were talking about the before the mic. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, like, you know, my family's obviously like concerned. They're like, you're 22 years old. Like 
you know, you got to do yeah. something to change, you know, your blood You look like your diet's fine. You're not like out of, a, out of I shape. I just don't, I feel like during the pandemic, I just ate a bunch of garbage and I don't really exercise. So I feel like I got to, you know, get on that. But, uh, but they're, they're all like being serious about it. And yeah, I only yeah. know how to handle like serious situations by making jokes and trying to make light of it. Yeah. And then they're all like, Jack, stop it. This isn't funny. And then right. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. But like, it is fun because, uh, you know, just having the family dynamic, everybody's joking around and I'm yeah. trying to be goofy. Some people are being serious. Well, then my yes. brother, <laughs> my brother's like, well, you know, they say like masturbating lowers your blood pressure. And I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> it's not true at well, all in, well, my, in ex- my experience. Explains my experience, but go ahead. It's <laughs> pretty low blood pressure. So. But then my grandma, <laughs> she, she doesn't even know that we just talked about that. Yeah. So then she comes in the room and she's like, what are you guys talking about? And we're like blood pressure. And she goes, oh, I have low blood pressure. <laughs> I'm like, Grandma, you dog, you. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's, that's, a, that's a, that could be a bit. That's funny. Yeah. But then like, that's the thing that kind of plays into that. Like, then I'm like, oh, that happened. I got to write that down yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then my family's like, what are you doing, Jack? You have high blood pressure. And I'm yeah. like, I'm just trying to write these jokes down real quick, yeah. guys. Give me a sec. Isn't it? That's it. It can be like a, a genetic thing now too, right? Does your family, does anybody in your family have high blood pressure? I don't really know. Like it's so weird. I didn't do twenty three and me. Yeah, uh, it's probably good. You don't want to, you're gonna find a serial killer in your family. You don't want that. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, I don't know if there's like any a ton of family history, but like I don't know. They uh, I'm just kind of playing it by ear. We'll see, dude. Playing it by ear. I can't wait to to your mom says that to like you know one of her family members while you're in the coffin. You yeah. know his problem playing it by ear. How's his problem? We're gonna write a poem. What do you think? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jack was mad. <laughs> now he's dead and we're sad. Yeah, his blood pressure was bad. Oh my God. How old are you? 40? You wrote this at 40? That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, that's why I hope. Yeah, I hope. Did they give you any medication or what? Yeah, or? I'm taking this. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what it's called, but yeah. I just take it once a day. Erection lasts longer than four hours. <laughs> I got to call a doctor, but everything is pretty good i would say <laughs> yeah i think you're taking the wrong stuff i'll be honest with you. i, don't know I that... think it's the right stuff <laughs> wow I, well i hope it i hope an adjustment it's it is kind of scary yeah i don't know I, it's just kind of like i'm trying to exercise more eat better and then we'll just see once you hit 40 and you're, you you kind of have to go you gotta start now is the time like this is a really you can't be just putting shit in your face every day. So did you play like sports growing up? I play. Here's the thing. This is why I stayed skinny in my twenties. I play basketball every day, mm-hmm. every fucking day. Unless it, you know, we're, if it, you know, if it was during the winter months, we'd go to a gym or whatever, but I play basketball almost every day. And that's how I kind of stayed in shape. I still kind of ate shitty, but I played basketball every day. And then once I started comedy, I literally stopped playing basketball like that. That was it. And now I have to lose it. Once I lose it, it needs to stay lost because you can't be fluctuating weight in your forties. It's just, you can't do that shit. Anymore. Yeah. I, I fluctuate a lot. Like when I graduated high school, I was like 175. Yeah. And then like the day I graduated, I got like super sick. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I got food poisoning or something or that like norovirus that was. Going yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, I got like super sick and like, it was funny cause like it's the day of my graduation. I'm like deathly ill. Ugh. And then my, uh, my mom, she like as a graduation gift surprised me with a car. Oh, that's nice. Sweet. And I like was so just like had no energy that like, you know, I'm like, she know you were sick though. She knew you were she sick. She knew right? I was sick, okay. but I was staying over at my dad's house and mm. she kind of was like, Hey, before the graduation, come over, you know, we're going to have like a, a dinner kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know? So then I go over to her house and there's like a new car in the driveway and they're all standing there and there's a bow and everything. And yeah. I'm like, just so energy drained that I'm like, Oh, this is great. And they're like, aren't you excited? And I'm like, yeah, but I gotta go throw up in the <laughs> house. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that stinks. But it, yeah, it was funny. But then I lost, uh, that summer going into college, I remember I was like 175 when I graduated. And then sometime in the fall when I was at college, I weighed myself mm-hmm. and I was like 135. Yeah. I okay. lost like 40 wow. pounds in that summer. How and, tall are you? Uh, five, seven. Okay. But I'm dating profiles. I'm five. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like the, um, yeah, that summer was just like, 
I don't know. I lost a bunch of weight. And then now that the pandemic hit, I've just like gained it all back. Dude, everyone. That, that's the thing is. It, any These people that are working out every day during the pandemic. I mean, th- I've always said like, fuck them, honestly. Well, here's what I've said. This is look, look, at least they're putting, I guess they're putting their energy towards something positive. No, but <laughs> no, that's horrible to do. Here's what I'll say, though. Here's what I'll say. We're both doing fucked up things. They're just, it seems like it's, it's good for them because they're working out, but like they have just as many things going on in their head as we do. It's just, most of us are not working out. We're like, I'll just, I'll order a pizza. You know? Yeah. Well, I just don't like, I, I can never relate with the people that are like running I is know. my therapy. I know, dude. I like know. maybe I'll get there where like, uh, and I'm a runner. I, I, it's okay. It's not, it's not my, th- I, it's okay. I, it's my f- favorite way to do cardio. It's okay. I don't love running. Yeah. I don't even, I'm like a lazy person. Like I, I played like soccer when I was a kid and yeah. then I played like little league baseball and like, you know, in little league, how like the right fielder is like the shittiest player on the team. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, because like no funny. one like when you're in like no one hits out yeah, there, yeah elementary and middle school like no one's ever hitting it out there. So like my that's coach was always like in. my coach was always like Jack, you're like the best right fielder. Like, you're, <laughs> you're like you got to play out there. So then I would <laughs> I would play, and then uh, uh, freshman year of of high school, I tried out for like the freshman baseball team at yeah. the school, and yeah. I got cut. And then like a special needs kid made it, and then that just tanked my no way. That, that just tanked the self confidence. Oh wow, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, so then I just leaned into the video game route. <laughs> yeah, esports. Hopefully, that, those will be at the Olympics. <laughs> now, do you think they did that because uh, they were like, "We got to give him a chance," you know, "We got to do something," or they, they, they literally just did it because you're like, "Jack is really bad at this. He's really." I, I, I mean, most likely it was the chance thing, yeah, but yeah. I, you know, my little sure. freshman brain was like, did you, I, I, would, I wouldn't man. tell, tell that kid. I would have been like, they're just giving you a chance. That's what I would have said to him, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, cause you're, you know, quotations, you know? Yeah. I just, <laughs> I would just beat him up in, uh, in, uh, call of duty. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh man. I probably shouldn't say beat him up. That's yeah. not that good thing. <laughs> so I, when I saw, I saw you a blind pig twice that's when i where i've seen you both times you fucking killed and and at blind pick a couple weeks ago you had it's so funny i talked about this in the last episode with andrew yang like or i think it was the intro but like the, the lineup was stacked that was one of the best lineups i'd ever seen yeah there was a lot Adam of funny people and almost including myself almost everyone did not great to just okay and then you and there's someone else i can't think of offhand but you had a great set thank you and it was like one of those things where uh and that was the second time i saw you i was like all right well this is this is definitely not a fluke i mean also like after the first time i'm i've been doing long enough to where i could tell what good jokes are you know and i was like this kid's got fucking and that's me being 40 this kid this kid's got jokes uh (laughs) but i want to ask you because the way you write, I want to ask you about not your writing process because it's so fucking cliche. Uh, I don't want to put it like that at least, but. Well, I lay on the couch. <laughs> but like when you write jokes, it seems like the your jokes, uh, it's, it seems like your jokes are, they're very short, right? For the most part, am I right in saying that? Like they're one, two, three liners? I, yeah, I try to, I've been trying to write more of those because yeah. I think they're funny. They're great. Now jokes like that to me are like, most of them I feel like, you would get them by just like, they just fucking come to you because they're short handed. Brett, like Brett writes like that too. I'm really close with Brett. Brett Hayden. He writes like that too. Yeah, but he's hilarious. He's so great. And he's, he, him and him and Sam are like my two besties in comedy. I love those guys. But, um, he's got like that same thing where he'll go, I sit down and write and I'm like, but do you? Like, I know he writes, I know you write obviously, but for me, who's a jokey person, but not in the sense, not an word economy person like you and Brett are, but I, probably a little more long form, but with jokes in there, I don't like jokes. Don't just come to me. A premise will come to me and then I'll work it out. But with your type of style, do you have to work it out? Or are you just, I'm assuming you do obviously, or do you just have to, does a lot of your material just come to you is what I'm saying. Well, sometimes like something will happen and I like to like, that was the longest fucking question of all time. Yeah. Go ahead. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I like to just like keep a note pad in my phone and then like if something funny happens or there's like a funny word or phrase like i'm working all at home basically mm. so like 
I will just sometimes sit in these like Microsoft Teams meetings like that oh we have. My God. And like if someone says like a phrase or something that like could have like a double meaning or something, mm-hmm. I'll try to just like I'll jot it down and then try to write a joke. And that's the punchline or like try okay. to get to that point. OK, sometimes will you write backwards. Sometimes you get the punchline. Then you're like, I got to work on the middle of the premise now. Well, like, I don't know. The one that I always that I like is like. um like I think the phrase, like when people say it really means a lot. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of means like it's appreciated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the joke I always try to say is like, I always appreciate when people use the word polethra in conversation. Okay, okay. Because it, you know, it really means a lot. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's really funny. But I don't know. I like doing smart that. Joke, dude. And then like some of the um I don't know, some of the more like premisey stuff like that I if it's a premise that I kind of like write out, then mm-hmm. I'll try to like sometimes, I don't know. I get really nervous about going up without like anything written on it. Yeah. A topic. Me too, dude. I don't, anybody that's like, I like to just riff or write for fuck your mom. Well, All some right? people are really good at it. And then but I'm like, how are, the heck are you but so few good at are. It? Like there's a few that are, there's not like that. I writing from stage when people say that it annoys me so much because then like, you'll see their full hour and I'm like, you should have definitely written while sitting down. You know, uh, but, <laughs> but like the right from stage thing, I hate it. And part of it is I'm jealous. No doubt about it. Oh, I'm totally jealous. Because um, I think maybe three tags in the 12 years I've been in stand up that I maybe I wrote three tags on stage. I was like, how come I didn't fucking keep that? But isn't that know? like amazing? Like, I love that feeling of like going up there, having something written yeah. and then something happens in the moment or whatever it is or like you change up your timing or whatever it is and then like you find just like the oh my god that's what it needed yeah and like i I think that's the funnest part about it is like sitting down having an idea writing it out being like this is going to be really funny sometimes Mm -hmm. it is sometimes it's just completely wrong and you feel like shit yes yes but then but then there's like an it's almost fun it would be it would be boring if we never bombed like if we if we just every every joke hit the first time it would be so boring for us that would be ridiculous it, the work is fixing it tweaking it redoing it yeah so know? then you know getting it to a point where it's probably not gonna bomb hopefully. yes yeah but uh or like finding out if it is bombing is there an angle that you could like add in that mm-hmm. is either like aware of the bombing yeah. or like you know however that works but I just really like how it's like. Like my brother makes music. Okay. And we always talk about, cause like when you make music, you know, you're kind of just like making it in your own space and right. then releasing it to the world. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. The product's out yeah. there. Yep. You can't change it. No. And no, comedy, one, and no one really thinks about it. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, yeah. And, but co- comedy is like, you're actively, the act of creating it involves putting mm-hmm. it out there. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. you have to like. Yes. figure out okay is there a way to make it better can i make it more like dynamic and yep. and i don't know active and that's where i feel like i've gotten more comfortable with is like i used to just kind of like have the joke written have it all like mapped out and then i wouldn't like i don't know you're kind of like robotic up there yeah where you're just kind of yeah. saying the joke and then yep there's a there's, waiting for the punchline and then if it doesn't happen there's no way out there, yes, there's a few people I know that have that are very funny, but they just sound like they're reading off paper, and it's like oh, I do that a lot. What? I gotta figure out it how to get better at memorizing. It, it doesn't. I, it does not seem like it when you do jokes. It doesn't sound like you're reading off paper. At but all. I always feel like a <clears> dumbass <throat> when I bring my notes up and then I gotta like reference them every once. Well, in a while. but yeah, it means you're writing. It means you're doing something. You know, you could just what are you gonna? You could just take the. What I would suggest, Jack, next time is take the notebook, throw it, and then just be like I write from stage. And see what the crowd thinks about that. <laughs> Man, who the hell Fuck is this asshole? People. <laughs> Fuck those people. Fuck those the shit out of me. How do you approach it? I mean, I feel like it's probably similar. Uh, yeah, I can't sit down and write. I, I can't like look. It's it just like uh, comedians are anti homework. Like that's why we're comedians. And like it's it's so homeworky for me. I, I'll if I write with someone. Another person will sit down and write, obviously, because when, when I write by myself, I'm just pacing back and forth and speaking into my phone. Mm-hmm. And it'd be weird if two people did that together. Um, so I'll definitely like go to a coffee shop and write like me, Brett, uh, write a lot. Me and Elena write a decent amount. Uh-huh. And Sam. Um, and I like writing. And I think one on one, I think writing with multiple people, three or four people is fun. It's more fun, but you're going to get less work done. That's the problem. Yeah, I think one on one is cool, too. And it's cool yes. to like. 
involve other people like you know who might be just have like a slightly different perspective mm-hmm. or whatever because some i don't know even if it's like not a bit or like a thing that you'll use sometimes it just maybe sparks something or like a train of thought that you're like oh i didn't even really consider that perspective i i prefer i definitely prefer like if when when you write with more than one person like like a couple weeks ago me me elena and brett wrote together by the way i'd love to write with you um but three of us got together and we kind of just talk shit half the time and then we wrote but it, it is better to be like to kind of put the notebooks away and just sit back and just say what you're thinking and then kind of riff off it. Then it seems more fun. If I feel like if the notebooks are in front of you, you're like, ah, fuck, I have to write something. And then it, just put the notebooks away, riff, and then take off the notebook. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. Well, that's so, where I kind of like with like that kind of set that I'm trying to structure better is mm-hmm. like I try to come out with those like kind of one liner like quicker jokes yes because some of them are more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. but then if you can get like a dark one-liner in there yeah. then that maybe like sets the tone because I'm, I'm i feel like i try to write darker jokes but i feel like uh, a lot of people are like you can get away with darker jokes because you look like a super innocent guy mm, interesting interesting yeah and uh i can see that like i you know it's fun to write dark jokes i mean it's fun to like it is it is it is you also just have to be because the really the, the whole point of doing comedy is to be funny and and doing dark jokes. I have some dark jokes. I just know you have to be comfortable with the fact that they might not kill as hard as you think they're going to. Yeah. Whereas, well, last night at Ozone, I did one of my darker jokes and it just got like a, ah, yeah. and then you're like, ah, yeah. that's not. And you want to be like, but that's, f- it's not what you want to be like, <laughs> but it is funny. I don't know. I, I like writing the silly, goofy jokes. Yes. But then there's also like. I want to be able to do the dark jokes, but then I'm like, all right, how do you kind of like bridge the gap so that people aren't like expecting? Cause I think that is nice. Like, cause I, I try to open with that spray sunscreen joke. Okay. And it's like, it's just a dumb joke, a wordplay joke about yep. spray sunscreen. And then I try to, I've been trying to do like three jokes later, do a joke about making out with your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's kind of like, uh, well, God, go back to the sunscreen stuff. Yeah. And you're like, well, am I being like weird by like doing these silly jokes, but then also doing like a really dark, like, no, not at all. As long as you're not doing them back to back, you almost have to like work your way. You have to like start off goofy and then get a little more serious. Like if you throw that at them right away, then they're like, whoa, you know? Right. That's, I think, I think that you can definitely do both. It's just a matter of like that part of comedy is like trying to figure out like, how do I structure it? So that like. You know, they like these jokes early. It kind of sets a tone in a way. And then maybe the, it adds to a misdirect by yes. like it's ma- having a dark twist on a joke that it, yeah they wouldn't expect. And then now my set's darker. I'm wearing eyeshadow. <laughs> you just do like a costume change in the middle of a set. That's crazy. Uh, no, it, it is. It's also weird at what what people are going to laugh at now. You have no clue. Like what's um, I've been doing this joke about. It's probably the one joke that I've been doing for years, but I, I do it sparingly, but no, I've been doing this joke about, um, about how I think the, the, the end punchline is one of my favorite punchlines I've ever written and it does well 50, 50 and it bugs me. Cause it used to do well a hundred yeah. and now I'm like, it's funny, but I just don't, oh, I don't know what to do at the beginning or the middle of the joke, but the premise of the joke is. I don't like when people wear Fitbits while they're eating unhealthy. It makes me mad. Yeah. Like, like I'm saying people that are in shape too. Like you can be in shape and eat unhealthy. Like you, like the joke is basically like I went out to dinner. I went out to eat with a friend who's wearing a Fitbit. He's very in shape, but we were stuffing our faces with like pizza. All right. Right. And I was just, I was like, you gave up today. Like, it's fine. We all do it. You brought your personal trainer to a buffet. I don't like it. Yeah. And then like uh, the main punchline is like, I just think you should treat a Fitbit like you would a wedding ring. If you're going to cheat, take it off. (laughs) And like, that's like the big punchline. I love that joke, but I have not. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. Because I think people get, oh, cheating. And it's like. That's you. That's what you're sensitive about. Like it's (laughs) cheating. Adultery at the buffet. So, but I got I don't really have much of a beginning or a middle to it. And sometimes it kills other times. It just, I need to play with so it. You more. said early on it was doing good. 
That, like, that, always, like you said, it's kind of 50-50 now, but it used to be closer. Yeah. But what do you all, think changed? I don't, I, I think because I think people are sensitive towards the fact that I'm making fun of my friend for wanting to be healthy. And the other, the tag I recently added was, uh, um, which again, I think is so funny, but where he's like, uh, I'm like, why are you wearing a Fitbit? We're eating pizza. And I was like, are you counting your backward steps today? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> and like that. That does okay too, but I've been playing with it for the longest time. I've even just not even done it during feature sets sometimes. Yeah. I'll just throw it out and I'm like, fuck. Well, I like the idea of like uh, backward steps, like being like, yeah, my Fitbit said I took, you know, or I made, I did like 6,000 steps forward and 12,000 steps backward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to, I got to play with it, but it bums me out. Cause I'm like, what's funny. That joke makes what's, me, makes me laugh hard because I was, I was telling my buddy, I work with a guy named Desi during my day job. Mm-hmm. Love the guy. He loves comedy. Mm-hmm. He knows a lot about, he knows the most about comedy for someone that does not do it. Right. And he loves it. And he knows that I do it. And we talk all the time. He's one of my best friends. Uh, and I was, I was training someone one day. I never tell people I do comedy. Uh, my bosses know at work. That's because I need time off. A couple people know. I don't try to tell everyone, but I was really comfortable with one of these new guys. I was training one day and we, I, it came up somehow. He's talking about comedy. And I was like, I do stand up. He's like, really? I was like, I was like, yeah. And I showed him that bit. It's a recording of that bit. I just told you the Fitbit bit. It's a recording of the bit and the recording of the bit is great. It actually, it all hits hard. And uh, I, it, this is just the fucking it's made me laugh because Desi brought this up to me and it's so funny. So he listens to that bit. And after that punchline, he goes, that's brilliant. It's really funny. And then I followed it up with, like, I appreciate that, man. Now like, we got to go spray these weeds. <laughs> like, it was just like, it's the most centering thing of like, that's brilliant. Now fucking do your dumb day job. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you got uh, time for leaning. You got time for cleaning. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, they used to say that shit back in the day all the time. It's is funny. it is it weird? Because <clears throat> um, I made the mistake of when I started my job, they were like, you know, they were doing it was all virtual. They wanted to do like an icebreaker, so mm-hmm. then they had us make like a one slide PowerPoint of like just some pictures about like just of your background. So it was right. like a photo of me, Grand Valley's logo, and then okay. it was like your hobbies and stuff. So then like I don't oh, do no. anything else other than right, comedy right. and like. But every, isn't it weird everybody calling it a hobby? But go ahead, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Uh, everybody in IT plays video games, so I didn't want to put video games on there. Mm. But uh, I put comedy on there, and then everyone was like, "That's so cool that you do comedy." Yeah, and then yeah. like they're you know they were asking me about it. And then <clears throat> this past summer, they did um, someone I work with had a baby, and they did a virtual baby shower. Yeah, and they were like, "Jack, do you want to write some jokes and like MC the oh no baby shower?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah. So then um, I kind of like struggled with it really hard because like. <laughs> Obviously, it's like a corporate environment, and you wanna, uh, yeah, you don't want to not say the n word. Obviously, <laughs> it's at the top of the list every time. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to say anything like you know that's gonna get you yes. maybe fired. Yes. So then i <clears throat> I had a really hard time writing the jokes because I was like, I want to write funny stuff that I like. Yeah, but did like, you tell them that? Like, look, this is well. One of my coworkers, he's like, we want to like, I gotta come to a show, man. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like if I really want you at a show, mm-hmm. like not, I'm like, it's you say that to him. Well, I told him like, you might come to a show and I might not work with you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might get fired. Like, I don't say anything like <laughs> too, too edgy, but I feel like, yeah. you know, working for a big corporation, they obviously have like a, an image to, uh, yeah. and maybe it's just like, uh, me being narcissistic thinking like, Oh, I'm going to get fired from my job. Cause I said something like, edgy or or whatever but like um i don't know i like i did the the thing and i just kind of wrote like inside jokes for like what company and stuff yeah and and that i mean it went well and like my boss was like we'd love to have you do this again and i was like i don't know if i want to do that again yeah yeah it's a lot of pressure it was a fun like did you you guys do it over zoom yeah it was all on all over zoom and it was kind of nice because i had my so you're doing zoom comedy like, which is already terrible and you're doing it for your company. So yeah, for a, extra. a, yeah, a company that like, uh, I just started w- with, like, it yeah. was like me, like five months into my, my career there. Yeah. And, uh, they, 
It, it was the biggest crowd I ever performed in front That's of. That's amazing. There was like 400 people on the Zoom call. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I told all these jokes and like. Were you getting, I mean, did, now did, were, they, were they unmuted? Everybody so had the their mic, mic or their cameras muted or cameras off, mics muted. Oh, so you just. There was like a handful of people that like had the stuff and they were like smiling and giggling. You could <coughs> see them. Okay. But it was, it was kind of awkward, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Cause then I also had like, I had my work laptop set up here. And then I had my, I was sitting in front of my actual computer. So I had my monitor with like my notes. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, yeah. So, uh, like just totally reading the jokes Mm -hmm. and phoning it in. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It is. I feel like that separation of work and comedy is like a weird game to play. What is your worst bomb? You're still fairly new, but like my worst bomb was probably this past summer. I went out to, uh, Maine because my grandma has a place out there. Okay. And yeah, I was just going out to like visit, just, you know, you want to take some mics while you're there. And stuff? Well, I wanted to just take some time off. I didn't really have like a ton of comedy okay. aspirations, but then in her little hometown, they have like a theater. Mm. And when I was driving through the hometown, there was like a, on the marquee, it was like a uh, comedy showcase Thursdays. Oh, cool. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go. And just like, I was there for a couple of weeks. So I was like, maybe I'll just go. And then after the show be like, Hey, I'm a comic. Can I do it next week? Yeah. So like I went to the show and the guy was sitting there and I was like, Hey, I'm from Detroit. Like, uh, I'm just in town. Like, I'd love to do this next week sometime. And he's like, I'll just put you up today. So I was like, nice. So I went up, had a good set there. And then the guy that, that ran the open mic, he had some, like, he runs shows in like New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Hey, I'm doing a set. Uh, I got a show like the following Saturday. Why don't you come and do a guest set? You can do like seven to 10 minutes. And I was like, hell yeah. Like I'd love to do that. Like how'd that go? Good. That went good. But then, uh, on the way there, he texted me and he was like, Hey, someone I know is doing like a charity show. Oh no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) at the same location, right before the guest set that you're going to do. And his host had car trouble. He's not going to be able to make it. Can you host the show? Mm. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'd love to do it. I'm, I'm in the area. So then I go, and, um, I show up, I meet the guy that's headlining and then the guy that books the show, he was like doing a feature set for the charity show. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I get there and I had never really like hosted before. So like, I it's... didn't know, I didn't know like what the protocol was. Yeah. Like I, I had both vaxes, but, uh, they, uh, you know, he kind of primed me. He was like, yeah, this is just like a benefit, you know, just go up there, do whatever you want. And I was like, is there any like content restriction right. or anything? And he's like, no, not really. So then I go up there and I'm doing my jokes and I made a joke. I have, I have that joke about like girls on dating apps being, having crackhead energy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I, I'm just starting that joke and I see the headliner in the back and he's kind of going like, like, don't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, why? I'm like kind of confused now. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. And then I keep going at the crackhead you in the middle of this set. Wow. Yeah. And, and then I keep going in the, the crackhead joke and like, it's just bombing terribly. Okay. And then like, <laughs> I call it out. I'm like, geez, not a crackhead crowd, huh? And they're like, no. And I find out after the show, the headliner come up, comes up to me and he's like, yeah, it's like a benefit for like a drug rehabilitation. Uh, why wouldn't he tell you that beforehand? I think he probably did. And, and just, I just was so out. nervous and like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but just in that moment, just the total embarrassment of just like making a really, you know, not appropriate joke for what the environment sure. was. And then, you know, having him be like, yeah, you probably, I don't know if I would have done that. And then, but he was cool. He was like, you're fine. Like, you know, it happens. You're, you're totally good. Yeah. And then obviously like the feature and the headliner were just fucking amazing and then they they had a great rest of the show look man this has been fun dude yeah I, dude this is awesome i really appreciate coming out and doing this let's grab some food yeah I, i'm starving and uh we can write a little i'm down for that have Goodbye. some water i'm glad uh, i can get you some water <laughs> yeah before uh jack got here my my landlord told me the water was shut off or i only had cold water and i literally have not showered in probably two or three days and i was like oh i guess i i guess i can't do that now so <sighs> Uh, I just let Jack know. I might smell. So it's yeah, a and, and water is important. You know, they say you can go <laughs> three days uh, yeah. without water, but yeah. the CDC just came out and said it actually is one and a half days. <laughs> is that real? <laughs> no, that's, I was about to say that's funny. That, thank you for doing this, man. Appreciate you coming out, and uh, we'll see you soon, man. Yeah, thanks.